do that now. No one has to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. What do you want me to say right now? <laughs> this is on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to the Kleemak Hour. My name is Stuart Lumberg. Nambusa Shawa. Marilyn Kleemak. Kimoni McLean. Kimoni is our guest speaker today, or our guest guest. Our guest guest. Kimoni is our guest guest. And today we'll be discussing the ever popular topic of brothers, sisters, and those we consider our special friends. Almost family, but not quite. But before that, we're gonna do Black History Month trivia, and we're gonna start with Kimoni. This is the first question. Who is the first African-American Supreme Court justice? And then you'll answer it, and then you'll answer it. You know, I don't know, so I'm gonna throw a random name, Demarcus Williams. <laughs> Thurgood Marshall. I'm gonna go with what Kleemak said, Thurgood Marshall. The correct answer is Thurgood Marshall. Why was February chosen as Black History Month? A, the Emancipation Proclamation was signed in February. B, it is Martin Luther King's birthday month. C, the Underground Railroad was completed that month. Or D, it is Abraham Lincoln's birthday month. I think we're gonna go with A. I'm gonna go A. C. The correct answer is it coincides with the birthdays of both Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. Oh. I read his autobiography. It's really good. Oh, if you're ever looking English. for something really interesting to read, the autobiography of Frederick Douglass is amazing because he was taught to read before it was legal for him to read. And I can't remember exactly why the woman who, her husband owned him, it was when he was a slave still, taught him how, she had a reason for teaching him how to read. But then, of course, what he does is take it 10 million steps farther with, you know, all of his advocacy and all the things that he was doing. He was, I think, he might have been the first African American to visit the White House as a guest, and it was when Lincoln was president. And let's get started. Klimek, and today on the Klimek Hour, we are going to be discussing siblings, brothers and sisters. And I think everyone at the table today has at least one, if not many, several siblings. I myself am, believe it or not, the baby of three. I have a brother who is 15 months older than my twin sister and me. Um, and even though, like, my sister and I are, like, minutes apart, I was probably, con I was the baby. I was the baby of the family. Because when I had my kids, who are triplets, I'll never forget my mom saying to me, Marilyn, what are you going to do? Do you even know what you're doing? You're our baby. And I was 31, and I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm your baby. I'm the family baby. And now I've got three of them. And yeah, I didn't know what to do right away. I was kind of winging it at the very beginning. Actually, I'm still. Okay, so, yeah, no, it's kind of interesting when you've got that dynamic at play because, you know, even though... With multiples, you have people who are the same age, pretty much, I mean, minutes apart. There is a hierarchy, a descending order of oldest, not necessarily middle child, because I think in our family growing up, we almost had two oldest children, my sister and my brother. And I know it's that way with my three kids, because two of them are dominant, and one of them is not recessive, but she's not the one who calls the shots among the three of them for the most part. So it's just kind of an interesting thing because when my sister and I were really little, for example, I only spoke to her and through her. 
I didn't speak to anybody. And I remember it. We had our own language. And I refused to talk to anyone outside of her. Um, I had her translate for me to our parents. I had her talking to everyone for me. Um, I remember one time we were at a mall and they picked us out for this ice show thing. Because by the time I did speak English, my speech patterns were set so that I needed speech therapy pretty much from kindergarten, first grade through like fourth grade to the end of fourth grade. And then I didn't even want to say my name because I wasn't saying it correctly. I insisted on being called Marilyn. I didn't want a nickname or a shortened form of it, but I couldn't say it. I would always say my name is Marilyn and people would laugh at me. And when you're little, you know when they're laughing at you. Okay, so the guy's like, what's your name? And I remember being in the mall and we're on this ice thing in like the center courtyard and I was like, I just didn't say anything. And my sister goes, her name is Marilyn. And the guy goes, shut up, big mouth. I want to hear her say it. And at that point, I was like, no, you don't say that about my sister. And I just wouldn't talk at all. In a way, kind of being passive aggressive, mean to him, but also because I was really scared. But and we, I mean, I remember that language and everything that the two of us had. It was really fascinating just to kind of grow up like that where, and I remember one time I said to my mom, yeah, I remember when this house was being built and I asked you when it was going to be open, when it was going to be ready to move in. And my mom said, what? And I said, yeah. I remember pulling up to the house, it was under construction, and I asked you when it was going to be ready for us to move in, and she said, you, you did not say that. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, you weren't talking until six months after we moved into that house. So that had to have been my sister, and I thought it was me. That's a little warped, but you know, good times, what can I say? But I mean, like, you get that in families where kids are really close together, either chronologically, age-wise, or there's just a really strong bond between them. My three kids, when they were little, I just, if they all got quiet at the same time, I'd be cooking dinner and all of a sudden got really quiet. And then I would come downstairs or go around the corner and see everybody wearing a pull-up, like where they were the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And I was like, that's money. But um, yeah, they were having a good time. So, you know, I was like, well, as long as they're not getting too stretched out and we can still use them eventually, we're okay. They even had them on their heads, though. But I'm probably not allowed to talk about that. So I'm not going to. Yeah, so I think that that sibling relation, it's always interesting to me because you can make a choice as to whether you support each other, I guess, or compete against each other, or almost none of the above, like just not have a whole lot to do with them. And it's it's fat. How many of you have noticed that with that dynamic with your parents, with, you know, their sibling as grown-ups, like whether or not they're close to them and how they kind of fit together? Yeah, it's like, in my family, it's just like, they're all together, if that makes sense. Like, they all have a group chat, they all talk to each other. It's, it's still a lot of my family I don't know because of my grandpa and his activities. So, yeah, it's just interesting how connected and close the family members I do know, they're how, like, really connected. And then some of them, nothing at all. Yeah. We'll be back after this <laughs> short break. Hi, this is Marilyn Klimek on the Klimek Hour, and today we are discussing siblings, which is probably one of the most interesting relationships you will have in your lifetime. Um, one story I have is when we were little, my sister and I, I was not that little, I was in fifth grade, and she was kind of the maternal one, taking care of me, as I've already mentioned, like we had our own language, and she kind of took care of everything. 
I was in fifth grade and we were playing Crack the Whip. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this game at all. There was no internet, it was pretty boring. And I was the end of the whip. And what you do is you get a line of kids and then they go in a big circle, okay? And it's centrifugal force, it's actually physics. The kids on the end will, as, as the line goes faster and faster around, the kids on the end fly off. I was on the end. I flew. And oh my gosh, I, I still have the scar on my kneecap from that day. And it was just awful, like this mess and went through my pants because my knee just, my pants just got this huge. And then of course there was, there was even asphalt. It was an asphalt parking lot, which was our playground. And I remember I got stones in there. That's why I still have the markings, like little bits of stone. And this is the weirdest thing. My sister and I were in two different classes because our parents always insisted we'd be in two different classes, which is fine. Except that when I was really little, I was like, yeah, I'm not digging that. Anyway, um, my class was out on the playground. Her class had already had playground. And she just comes running down the stairs. And it's this old school building that was built in 1927. She comes running down the stairs, and I'm coming into the building crying, and I don't remember, a teacher was with me or something. And she's just like, I knew something was wrong. I knew something was wrong. Are you okay? Are you okay? There was nothing that said that to her. She just left her class right when I fell, met me at the doorway, which was really strange, you know, when you consider the fact that it's been 43 years since this took place, and, it, you know, I recall it like it was yesterday. Um, she remembers it too, absolutely. I mean, it's just kind of a weird thing because men, oftentimes with multiples, and I've seen this with my own kids who are triplets, they communicate, you communicate without talking. You have entire conversations, sometimes rather like complicated ones, just looking at each other. And you know exactly, I'll never get my brother's wedding. My sister and I just stood there and we looked at each other and we just had this entire conversation thing going at the reception. And then we moved on. And it was just like, okay, that was weird. And I've seen my own kids do it where they kind of like, you just have to be careful because this is what multiples do. And I did it. So you two can be fighting and then you can talk to a parent about how you were the other person is a bad person and you're fighting with them. But then if the parent says something to one of you or both of you, then you gang up against the parent. See how that works? So I have this thing, I never talk about the kids with each other because I won't, because I, I trust them, but I know that there's limits. And when they, when push comes to shove, they're gonna kind of get together not necessarily against me, but that's always in the air. Let's put it that way. So, and I know from what I did with my sister, we were always kind of going back and forth, like maybe against each other, got mom and dad involved. And then the next thing they knew, we were kind of like joining forces. And I think it's inevitable because you're looking at someone who you've been with since before you were having sentient thoughts, you know, before you were breathing air, you were with them. And I remember that when the kids were babies, I mean, <clears throat> One of them was on the bottom, the boy, and the two girls were up top facing each other. And when we brought him home from the hospital, we unswaddled them and the two girls found each other and they started cooing. And one of them was like kind of herky-jerky. Sometimes babies have um, an immature nervous system. And one of the girls would comfort the other girl. And as soon as like she reached over and touched her sister, the one who was, you know, with the immature nervous system, would just you could see her calm down. It was just the craziest thing That's to adorable. see. Huh? That's adorable. Yeah. And it's just interesting when you see that when you've got people, you know, and there's that bond that I don't want to say it's unbreakable because I'm sure it could be broken, but it's it's fascinating the dynamic between people when you've got all of that happening. Yeah, I remember 
when we lived in Washington, D.C., I was, I think, eight or nine, and I played baseball with my brother every day after school. We'd go to the park, which was a block or so away, and we'd just play catch until it got dark. Oh gosh, we did that all the time in New York. We would go and play, and I remember my grandparents would tell us, come in when the, the bugs are biting. It wasn't even when the sun went down, it was when the bugs started biting you. And uh, But that was back in the day when kids could be out until all hours, because not all hours, but like definitely half hour, 45 minutes, maybe an hour after the sun even went down. You could just be out and people weren't afraid of like kids getting lost, abducted, what have you. And I don't think that's the way it is right now for you guys or was that the world you grew up in a little bit? That's what my sister and I grew up in, not so much my brother, which like kind of makes me sad because, you know, like we grew up without electronics, like I guess TV, and we would play outside for so long, like we made up so many games and stuff. And now I see my brother like growing up, he's not really had that same experience. Like maybe I can take initiative and like go play with him outside, but sometimes I like have so much homework and I feel really bad, but yeah. Yeah, I could say the same thing. like. I really just grew up outside because I grew up in the middle of nowhere and I was outside 24 hours had to be at one point in time because like the internet was horrible didn't really have like electronics that like I could play on or do whatever for X amount of time so I was just outside and I was bonding with my neighbors too yeah that was fun I got a scar from that and yeah, I was just outside all the time. It's kind of like a second home, like kind of in a way. Because you grow up with like the neighbor kids. And like I'm still friends with some of my neighbor kids that I grew up with. I think that's really cool. Yeah, we didn't have too many neighbors here, but we had them when I was little in another city. And uh, the girls who were our neighbors, it was so cool. I was like 10, 9, 10. And they were 13, 14. And the older one was probably 17, 18. And they were just old enough. Like they, the, the younger one was kind of within range, so she would play with us, you know. I was just in awe of them. They just amazed me, you know. I was just like, wow. And their house was next door, so we were always going over there. And I remember the day we moved out of that house, moved away from that city, their mom made, she was European, I think maybe German. She ended up making my sister and me these like kind of like crepes, these European pancakes that were amazing. And it was just so sad because it was the last time I saw her, you know, ever. And she made us all this food and then literally we got in the car and we started moving. I have no idea why we started in the evening, but we did. I remember that very clearly. But yeah, and it's one of those things I think when you do have friends and you do have kids that are your age, um, and the house that my father now lives in down the street was an empty lot. And they've moved a house there now. There's actually a house, people own it. But I still think of it as my lot. It was like where we went and we played baseball, we played kickball, we just, that was like the neighborhood kid lot. Even though in my neighborhood there weren't that many kids, but there were, I guess, enough. My siblings and I, though, we kind of like, that was ours. It was three or four houses down from us and it was our property end of story. So when they did move a house there when I was like in my 30s or 40s, it was kind of like, yeah, you think it's yours. Yeah, you've got the mortgage, but <laughs> that's my land. Yeah. So that was, that was, and my sister and I, gosh, I remember we would always do like these ridiculous little shows. 
that we put on. Yeah. <laughs> like we'd get, it must have been like a clothesline or something, or maybe the dog's lead line. I can't even remember. I think it was the dog's lead line. And we put like these bed, bed, bedspreads over them. And they were, they were our curtains. <laughs> My poor parents we used to make them come out and ta-da! <laughs> my sister and I used to make videos, like looking back at them now, they're like not like who, I don't even know why our parents let us have tablets, but like I listen and I'm like, she, I would always make my sister record, right? So the stuff I was doing in the videos was like so, like can I say gross? Like for lack of better words, yeah. it was just so gross, but they were always so fun. Me and my brother, we had, um, we had a big toy bin, so it was, we're either outside with our little cars, racing them down my driveway, it had a hill on it. So it was pretty, it was fun. We raced our cars. We were doing that for hours on hours. And when my dad came out to wash the car or whatever, we like, we raced the water with the cars. So we're trying to figure out which one made it to the end of the driveway first. So that was fun. I always remember that. I had this Barbie swimming pool and it was the unfinished basement downstairs. Our toy boxes were my old father, my father's old army, oh, I can't remember what they called them. It was on the tip of my tongue. Foot lockers, old foot lockers. So they weren't made for kids. Like if you weren't careful, you could have cut your finger off shutting this thing. It just kind of came down. And dad painted them yellow and pink for my sister and me. And I just remember like putting water in the Barbie swimming pool. She had the Barbie um, airplane. Barbie was a stewardess slash flight attendant, and I, Ken was the pilot. Yeah, which is kind of ironic because, like, I don't think my sister and I are feminists, but we're kind of like, you know, I'm every woman, it's all on me kind of girls, you know, and Ken was the pilot. But my Barbie swam. She was in the pool. I don't want to say she was an Olympian, but, you know, she was holding her own. Yeah. One of my best memories with my brothers is Sawyer and I would play baseball all the time, and so we had this small backyard smaller than this classroom we're in. It was maybe 10 feet by six feet, so it was 60 square feet we'd play baseball. And so whenever we'd hit the ball, it'd go out into the neighbor's yard. And it would always go into the neighbor's yard. So when we got a new brother, he was maybe one or two, we taught him to crawl into the <laughs> small fence and he'd crawl under there. Like there was this small little um, hole and he'd retrieve the balls. And one time, we sent him in. Then we heard our neighbors, who we're not gonna, you know, share their names, and they took Sammy, our little brother, and brought him to our front door. And so my dad hears the doorbell, and he walks over, and they're like, we found your baby in our yard. <laughs> and so that was a really good memory. I can't say I've ever, never, I can't say I've ever done anything that bad, but like, my sister and I used to manipulate my younger brother, so like, I, like, you know the way, like, I can't say, maybe you've never gone through this, but like, our parents, like, send us, like, go get the remote, and it'll be, like, right there, you know? So we used to do that to my brother, but we would make it a game, we'd, like, start counting, and to him, it's like a race, but to us, it's just getting the remote <laughs> or something. And now he's old enough to be like, no, like, you can grab it yourself, which well, I wish he wasn't. You two are the oldest. Yeah, we're the oldest. Manipulators are very powerful. And manipulation is I am, powerful. yeah, I'm a manipulative sibling, but my sister is, my sister intimidates me, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, out of all my, like, both my siblings, I'm very terrified of her. Even my friends sometimes will be like, yeah, like, if you were, like, if you weren't Nandy's sister, would you be, like, her friend? And I'd be like, no. Like, she would not like me. <laughs> she wouldn't. Like, I'm so annoying. 
I admit I'm annoying, but I'm funny though. Kimoni, you're a baby, right? Yeah, I'm the youngest. Yeah, we're babies over here on our end of the table here, so. So you guys wanted to talk about your, you know. Oh, yeah. What's it like being a baby? Because yeah. I'm just. It's irritating, because like, me and my brother, we, we're like kind of competitive in everything we do. So like, it's always like, oh, he's always better than me at this one thing because he's just stronger than me and bigger than me. And so it's just, I have the unfair advantage, but when I suddenly get like, better at him better than him at this one thing that it's a huge problem and and just are you taller than him now oh yeah i'm six one he's sitting pretty at six foot (laughs) that's crazy i wonder what that's like i taught kimoni's older brother too um but what was that like for him was the dynamic different between the two of you when you got taller he like i don't know like I, i just noticed out of nowhere like he came home from college and I was just like stand up real quick (laughs) (laughs) he stood up I was like I shook my head he was like bro just (laughs) he was like I I know it's gonna happen whatever whatever it was just funny because then I started sizing myself up with my dad because I'm getting there I'm gonna get him before I die you're getting there yeah yeah well he'll start shrinking too yeah I don't like my height being taken. It's all part of the plan. I don't like to be measured or weighed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, with, uh, I never got taller than anybody. I was shorter than one of my grandmothers. I mean, like, I stopped growing in fifth grade. Five foot here. Okay. Actually, the tallest I got was 5'2". Pushing 5'2". I don't even think I was 5'2". Um, but when I was little, I remember we'd moved from New York to, to South Bend, Indiana, and we weren't used to snow because New York doesn't get snow quite like this area of the country does. And so my brother seemed to have built like a little, I'm sure I've told you guys this story. He built like a little hut thing, like almost like an igloo next to a tree in the tree lawn of our house. And he's like, go inside and and lie down. When he tried to bury you? (laughs) I'm I'm in there. (laughs) Okay. I'm five years old. I'm like, okay, I'm tired of this now. Can I come out? And he goes, no, you can never come out of there. And I was like, you, I can never come out. What are you talking about? And he goes, you're dead. This is your grave. And I was like, <laughs> I'm this little girl. And I'm like, why I didn't just say, hey, I've got a pair of legs. I can just crawl out of this thing and stand up. He's like, I'm like, no, I can't be dead. He's like, oh, you're dead. And I'm like, I want to see mommy. You're never going to see mommy again. You're dead. <laughs> I just lay there and I was crying. Why Why did I not just stand up, walk into the house and say, enough of this, but yeah, no, it was, it's kind of an interesting, especially with him because he didn't have um, a brother. And it's so funny because of my kids, m- my son would have been great with a brother, especially like a younger brother, somebody he could have shown the ropes to. And it was really interesting because I mean, he got older he he got you know like friends and stuff like that and he's fallen into relationships like that one with a kid who is a couple years younger than him and when i saw them kind of horsing around in high school i was like kenny found his younger brother (laughs) he kind of found his younger you know kid brother there on that one i I, now i think too there's three people in your family like including my parents three kids oh three kids yeah three kids two including step Three? Four. Four. Four of you. Yes. 
and we have three of us. That's kind of a str what what is that like for you guys? That number three is I it like, like it. two one kind well, of ever? Like sometimes or? I consider like I'm like hey mom and dad like I'd all, like I'd most definitely like I'm the younger sibling, but then I think of the relationship we have now, and I think of like someone like obviously I'd love another sibling, but like I think of like you know like how you said the dynamic like we're all so close together, and I think of somebody intruding on it, and it's kind of odd to think about. Yeah, so how, how close in age are you guys? Uh, my sister and I are two years apart, and my brother and I are six. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. So you really did know him when he was really little. Yeah. Do you, you remember when he was born and I, everything? Yeah, I asked for, we had a pantry in our kitchen, and when I found out my mom was pregnant, I used to go like, um, I don't know why I prayed next to the pantry. Like I would kneel down and I'd be like, please give me a little brother, please give me a little brother. But now he's really annoying. <laughs> like I love him, but he's so annoying. Why did you want a brother and not I don't like know. a... I, like I said, like my sister's really intimidating. So another sister would have like, it would have, yeah. I don't but I think she's, I'm just gonna say, she's in one she of my looks classes. She's sweet, but she's so intimidating. I'm not seeing the real. <laughs> nope. Okay. Um, and what's crazy is we have the exact same ages. Yeah, so, so we're both seniors, our younger, like the middle is sophomore, and then our other one is fifth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Just a few years ago, mm -hmm. he was in like first grade. I know. It's so crazy. Yeah. So what's that like for you guys seeing that person become a human being? I feel being? like a mom. I feel like sad. Like I'm like the maternal sibling, not in the sense of like responsibility, because I'll definitely give Nandy credit for that, because she like washes dishes and stuff. I hate dishes, and like she'll like do all the chores and stuff. But maternal, like more like in the sense like I guess I I don't know how to explain it. Like watching them, I guess, and so I feel like a mom seeing them grow up. And it's kind of sad to me because when I entered high school, Mandy, what were they? Like sixth grade? Yeah, they were six or seven. Sixth grade, and now I'm a senior, and my sister's gonna be a junior next year, and that's kind of crazy because she's like her own person now. Like, I can't baby her. Yeah. Yeah. Were you jealous when the baby was born? Either one of you? I can't remember being jealous. I can remember being excited. I don't think I've ever been jealous. I remember us, my brother and I, being so close. And then we were at a hospital and we did a play like you said, and I didn't really see it shift differently. I guess it kind of just was meant to be uh, three siblings. I just remember always being afraid that my parents would have another one after me. I was such the baby mm -hmm. that I... My brother thinks like that too. Even my mom will babysit like kids and he like despises them. Like he'll lock himself in our parents' room because he is oh so gosh. used to being the baby. Oops, I just. I, mean, I remember being legitimately concerned that, oh. you know, this was going to happen. And I was just like, I, I was like, no. <laughs> so you like being the baby? I loved it. Do you like being the baby? I love being the baby, especially because like I manipulated it. Like. <laughs> I can get away with a lot more than my older brother yeah. can. And yeah. it's just crazy because I could do something, then my brother could react to it, and then I could cry <laughs> and get away with it. I kind of feel the same. Well, because I'm the oldest, right? So, like, I see them now, and they'll get away with stuff that I could have never done. Like, absolutely, getting a phone. Absolutely. My sister got a phone way younger than when I first got my phone. Parents get tired. Yeah. I think they just get tired. And the rules a little bit. Yeah, and they're like, well, the first one came out sort of okay, so, you know, the but next one kind of looks like the first one, so maybe it'll be all right, you know, I think. That but never happened for you, though, because you had three triplets all at the same time, or one, yeah. one set of triplets. Yeah. Um, 
I think it was kind of strange because I remember things like going to parks and stuff and there wasn't an older sibling to show them the ropes. So often I would do it. I remember going into a ball pit at McDonald's one time. And I was just like, trying to show them how to go through the tunnel. And I'm like, oh boy. But um, but they were they were pretty good about like, and I remember when we would hang out, there's actually a family here that we knew their cousins. And I was, I've taught the kids and I knew them when they were babies. I didn't know them here that they were the same people until the last day of school. One of them told me one year. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know who you are. Um, but my kids were really good with, like, younger kids. Um, I, I think my sister had the baby of the grandchildren is going to be 20 next week. And my kids now are 23. They'll be 24 in August. And they really wanted a younger sibling. So when she was expecting, <laughs> I don't know if they got confused or what, but they were always like, oh, well, we're gonna have a baby. And I'm like, no, no, we're not. We're not having a baby. Unfortunately, they went to preschool and told everyone we were having a baby. <laughs> um, I was like, no, we're not. My sister is having a baby. Um, oh, and that's another thing. Like the, the three of mine and her three kids, they all kind of look like each other. Did she have triplets? No. No. She had them, but like her oldest is a year and just just under a year older than my kids. Like for five days, they're the same age every year. And then the next one for her was a year and a half younger than mine. And then the next one was three years younger. So she had them stair-stepped, but they're all like boom, 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 boom. Like the oldest, then my three, then another year younger is the next one, then a year and a half younger than her is the, the final one, right? Are they really close then? Like, yes, the very close. And part of it was because like at different times and for different reasons, I ended up basically watching her kids for a couple of summers, you know, like a month at a time. Um, sometimes we would have breaks here and that would be different because I live in a different state than I work in. And she would take care of the kids like over a spring break and they'd go, they just go there, you know, to her house and stuff. So it was kind of interesting because we always dealt with the six of them as a unit. Um, and it was kind of fascinating because in that regard then, you had my nephew, who's the oldest of the six, and then my three. And they seemed like they were all in league together, those four. And then the next girl was very mature, always mature for her age. So she was always keeping up with the older four people. And then there was the little baby at the bottom. And I kind of would hang out with him because I got it. I totally understood what it was like to be the baby, even though I really wasn't, but I was. Yeah, and I was manipulative, and I knew when he was I mean, no, seriously, I could not even hold a broom. Mm -hmm. I refused to. I told them I was too weak for it. People would just look at me and they go, oh, you're too weak. I'm like, yep, got it. And then, like, um, at the end of the school day, I would stand in the hallway and my sister would have to come out, get my coat on me, make sure I had my book bag. I mean, like, she was like my little mom. She would come out and she's like, okay, let's button up your coat. Let's get your book bag together. Okay, now we gotta catch the bus. And I would just stand there. Like, if my class got done first and we were in the hallway, I literally just stood there and waited for her to get me ready to leave the school building. 
which is a little pathetic when you <laughs> break it down. Yeah, I had my parents pretty well convinced I was um, pretty much useless on planet Earth, literally. And uh, it was horrible because after third grade, this long-term sub at our school asked my mom how the kids did. My mom was like, oh, well, you know, these two did great. And Marilyn, she's trying, you know, and I pretty much had my straight C's. And this woman goes, you really think so? <laughs> my mom was like, well, yeah, she's doing her best. She's trying. She goes, I don't think she is. I think she's got you all convinced that she's doing her best, but I don't think she's actually doing her best. I loved summer. I hated school. I know the irony is I'm a teacher, but right. I hated school. We're on our way to a pool club that we had joined when I was little. And I'll never forget where we were. We we're going down this big road. It was like this huge incline thing. And my mom's like, you either get your grades up next year or this time next year when we're going to the pool, you're going to be in summer school. And I remember sitting in the back seat and I was like, whoa, we've talked about this. I've done my best. I'm not capable of anything more than what I've done. And then my mom's like, no, Mrs. So-and-so says she thinks you can, and of course I wasn't crazy about her, um, thinks you can do so much better. So you're going to. And I was like, summer school? What if I just pass, you know? Isn't that good enough? I don't need summer school. She's like, I've decided. And so the next fall, I was obsessed with getting A's because I was like, I am not going to <laughs> summer school. And I did. Between, like, you and your brother and your sister, who was, like, the most academic? Like, who loved learning? <clears throat> I think my sister loved it the most. My brother um, was, is gifted and talented. Mm -hmm. He was that kid who could read when he was three. What about you guys? Um, my brother, for sure. He's like, he puts a lot more effort in academically. Like applying himself? Yeah. 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 A lot more effort. Meanwhile, I'm just laid back. Procrastinating. Well, it's different. You're just different. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, he's very... He gets his stuff done. I just like playing sports. Calling it a day. What about you, Busa? I, well, I think all three <clears> of us... I, I, yeah, I think all three of us like school, like now, like I used to be so good about like getting my stuff down on time, but now my sister has kind of taken that role. Like she'll get home and she'll start right on her homework and she's not done until like it's time for bed and I will just go home and I'll take a nap. And if my homework gets done, then it gets done. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. Well, you're a senior. So yeah. I think that changes yeah. things, doesn't it, a little bit? Yeah, I think the seniors are burnt out. Um, Most definitely. I can't wait for spring break. Yeah. Well, second semester senior. Mm -hmm. And here, you're done. Although a no-named individual said we should not have senioritis for a while, so. Yeah. Oh, it, hey, yes. like first week. Yeah, first. First week. <laughs> maybe even summer. Well, the only problem you get into with something like that is sometimes schools will rescind yeah. your acceptance because, I mean, let's face it, you can't fail or you don't get your diploma. And I don't want to say some people push it, but some people push it, <laughs> you know, which is really too bad because you know you're working so hard all these years and yeah you probably got mostly A's right this semester well in school like yeah. your high school career yeah. you too mm -hmm. you know I mean you guys could pull B's and you'll be fine right but you don't want to go down to like that D range mm -hmm. where you're pushing I, I don't understand that when people do that when they have people done that I like seniors I mean I'm not the one to ask about that to be honest with you 
you know, school admissions people are going to look at you and red flag you and say, hey, we might take you out, you know, because of you not performing. And I know that can happen, but, you know, mind your P's and Q's, your pints and quarts. That's from the Revolutionary War. That's a song too, isn't it? Huh? I'm pretty sure that's a song. Mind your P's and Q's? I don't know. I think it's just called P's and Q's. It's P's Pints and Q's. Quartz. Is it? I think so. Okay. Yeah, but I'm just really thankful that I had a brother when I was growing up because we really did everything together. We did that all the time. We were just the <clears> dynamic <throat> two, and then a third came along, and that was okay. But, I mean, I grew up with him, and it's who I am. Baseball. I'm now trying to get him into the stock market. That's a tough one. It'll be a while. Sawyer? Yeah. Yeah. He's not inclined to he like is, that. He is not. Um, he is all the opportunities, but he will be. He will Wait, be. yeah, does your brother, like, because you're baby, right? Like, does yeah. your brother, like, say, I wish I would have done this, so you need to do that? Because I'm, like, that oh, with my absolutely. sister. For me, not really. I was just really, really? doing my own thing. Uh, so yeah. he never said, like, do this because I wish I would have done that, like, yeah. that, nothing like that? Oh. I always had my own thing going on because I let him be whatever he was doing. Uh -huh. And you were your own person. Yeah. Did you ever wish you had a younger sibling? I want to teach somebody the ropes. I got Michael for that. He's... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Damn. even because he's my cousin. Like, even seeing him in high school is kind of like seeing... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, not like blood-related cousin, but we've known each other since, like, birth. So even seeing him, like, be his own person and become his own person is kind of odd to me, too. But now he just treats me like I'm a younger sibling. Like, I'm some hindrance to him. <laughs> he's, he's very different from his older sister. He's way different. Yeah. Way different. I was... But I never, I, because my three, even though they're the same age and there mm -hmm. are a lot of similarities, there's, they're very different people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you couldn't, they're just different from each other and they're such individuals mm -hmm. that, and I think probably that's like my pet peeve, especially with multiples, even close in age kids. Um, as a teacher, I'll often get people in here and they'll say, well, I'm so-and-so and this person's my older sibling and mm -hmm. they'll be like, don't judge me by that. <laughs> I'm like, listen. If you knew my three kids, uh -huh. you would understand that everybody is so incredibly different from each other. And I never look at it like that. Because even though my sister and I are very similar, we're also... Very different. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, she's lefty, I'm righty. She's left-handed? Yeah. We're, we're mirror image, identical twins. The, the egg didn't split until after the first week after conception, which is weird. Because when you think about it, like the first week that I was a thing, I wasn't me. But we won't get into abortion like last episode. <laughs> no, but the egg split and um, I'm so right dominant and she's so left dominant. I'm double jointed on my right side. She's double jointed on her left side. Dang. So it has to be that brain thing that comes. And we've taken like the Myers-Briggs personality test. It was just so funny because I talked to my dad about this the other day and I'm like, yeah, I'm the introvert. And you don't think I am, probably, right? Mm -hmm. I am an introvert, and she's the extrovert. My dad's like, you need to take that test again. I'm like, no, no, I, I totally get it. I totally see where she is. She's got the same personality type of two of my three kids. Mm -hmm. And I, I get it. I see it. And they're all like, no, we don't see it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's there. Okay, you probably see it's Andy there. as an introvert, and that's why you can't see her manipulation <laughs> and her deceit and her lies. <laughs> <laughs> but while we're on the subject, let's go around the room and talk about are we left-handed or right-handed? Because I'm a proud lefty. I'm a right. I try to teach myself how to be left, but it's just so frustrating. You know, I'm right, but 
I try with my left. Doesn't work out too well. But I you just, can use both. Yeah, I could do. What's the I word for that? Pretty good. Like, ambidextrous. 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 Yeah. Um, I'm so right-handed. It's not even my left side is. Yeah. My right side is actually in better shape. We'll do another podcast episode about the challenges of being left-handed no. because there <laughs> are awesome. a there are a long list of challenges that um, make life tough. Yeah, in my family, five people. That's amazing. Dad and I were the only righties. My nana is left-handed. <laughs> yeah, it's very unusual for women. My mom, my sister, my brother. So yeah, we had to sit at a certain spot so we wouldn't bump into oh, each right. other. Yeah, you're the only person I know that's left-handed. The left-handed people are very actu- very cool <clears throat> if you get to know them, folks. Very cool. Very a awesome. lot of actors are lefties. Really? Julia Roberts. Yeah, look at TV sometime. Look at look at where they grab the pen. Yeah, I don't know how to tell because I bat with my right hand. Like, I'll throw the baseball with my right hand, but I'll catch it with my left. See, my brother taught me how to bat lefty yeah. so I can switch it. That's good. I could as a kid, but I mean, like... Because he's lefty, so he taught me how to bat lefty. Did you play softball? I did as a little kid. Oh, that's, that's so awesome. I was horrible. No, I bet you were great. No. I can catch so much better with my left hand than my right hand. I find it odd. Yeah. Do you think you protect your right hand? Is that what you're doing? Do you I don't think? know. Or? It's just... It's, my left hand is like seems more relaxed when I catch something because I... I don't think know. it was normal? Yeah. It's just... Yeah, it, no. I kind of grew up hating sports, and I'm kind of the same way now. I'm not, like, athletically inclined. I'd say. I did play. I played softball and basketball. For school, I only played basketball. I'm five foot two, but my brother and I played all the time, and he's five foot ten, or five foot eleven. So I had to like shoot over him. And one time, when I was a junior, sophomore, junior in high school, I beat him at 21 in the ba- in the driveway at home. We came in and he's like, you'll never forget this night. And I'm like, nope, nope. and I'm never going to live again. Do we want to do a grammar? Yeah, let's do grammar. So today we're going to do understood you. And what this means is, Stuart, Moni, if we were all living together and I said to one of you guys, all right, take out the trash. Or Buso. I could say it's Buso. We can take out trash. Go boss. Yeah. So if I said to any of you guys, take out the trash. It's a command. I'm not saying you take out the trash, but it's an understood you. Like that's an actual grammar thing? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's an understood you. So it's mostly in command form, right? So people who speak to you in second person, you do this, you do that, teachers. Okay, for homework tonight, do numbers three, five, and seven on page 68, okay? We're telling you, we're giving you a command. You all do three, five, and seven on page 68. It's the understood you. So use that second person verb form when you're discussing with people. And yeah, it's called understood you. And a lot of people don't even know it exists. Yeah, I didn't know. But it's a thing, because the understanding is you will do this. That's awesome. Isn't it? We just need grammar quizzes again. Thank you again, Kamoni, for coming on this episode of the podcast. We really do appreciate it. Yes. No problem. And if you'd like to rate this podcast episode uh, via Spotify, then give us a five-star review. We'll see you guys next time on the Kalimek Hour. Bye.